Welcome back to Fears of a No-Name Blank. My name is Virginia. I'm an actor based in Atlanta, Georgia. In this bi-weekly podcast, I sit down with undiscovered actors, film and television industry folks, and other creatives to chat about their fears in business and life in general. The goal is not to solve the fears or try to motivate away from them, but just bring these fears to light. After all, we're all human. Hannah Hyde is a beautiful and talented actor and musician trying to make her mark in the Atlanta theater scene. I've had the absolute pleasure of working with her in a couple Shakespeare on Draft shows, most recently Titus Andronicus, where Hannah really showed her stuff in the music department. There's a lot to relate to in the conversation Hannah and I had about fears, especially in terms of getting out of one's comfort zone. Alrighty, um, hello and welcome. This week I have uh, my friend Hannah Hyde with me. Hannah, can you please hello. tell us? Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your creative pursuits, and so on? Sure. Um, my name's Hannah Hyde. Uh, I am an actor here in Atlanta. I have been here four and a half years, which is crazy to me. Um, I am a stage actor, I, but recently I'm starting to delve more into TV and film. Aren't we all? Just because it makes so much sense right now. Um, yeah, that's me. Awesome. Are you working on anything right now? Any projects of note that you would like to point people right to? Right now, I am in this brand new venture called uh, ATL Dead. It is a sister company to DC Dead, which is uh, it's basically like a part live action video game, part haunted house, uh, like a zombie hunt, basically, okay. but with a story. So I'm doing that. This is the first year they've done it in Atlanta, uh, and I'm doing that through November 3rd. Fun. It sounds really interactive. So it's like it is, immersive it theater is. almost. Yeah, it is immersive theater. Um, they, we take like audiences of six every 20 minutes through. And, you know, there's points where it's kind of choose your own adventure. They have to make tough decisions like, oh, do we save this person or do we all move on? Or, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's interesting. I've never done immersive theater before. Okay. So. I feel like every night I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> it's new and different <laughs> and you're there just like everybody else, like experiencing yeah. what's happening. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so where did you, do you have a background in theater or did you um, stumble your way to Atlanta? I stumbled. Uh-huh. For sure. I was really shy as a kid and was basically pushed into theater by my mother as a way to make friends when I moved and started at a new high school. Uh-huh. Uh, caught the bug, but it took many years of convincing myself that it was a viable career option mm-hmm. and that sure. it wasn't just something silly to do on the side. Uh, and once I made that decision, I moved to Atlanta. I had no idea what I was going to do, and here I am. Somehow doing it. <laughs> Yay! And so did you go to, like, college for theater? No. Okay. I went to college. I got a degree in English literature. But while I was studying, um, I took Shakespeare courses. And I found myself at a community theater where I, I went to school. I went to Mercer University. Go Bears. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and and through that sort of got my initial, I guess, training. Uh huh. It wasn't formal training, but it was on a job training right. of a sort. Uh, and then when I moved here, I started taking classes. Still taking classes. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> and yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, loving it. Cool. Tell me a little bit more about venturing into film and TV. Um, yeah, it's just, it seemed like the choice that, I mean, obviously it makes the most sense financially just uh-huh. because theater is so fulfilling, but such a time suck so and much, doesn't yeah. often financially provide the security that you would hope for, even though you're like, I'm living my dream. <laughs> um, but also, you know, it's a new medium. It's something that I don't have a lot of experience in and I, I'm always trying to push myself out of my comfort zone and, mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to work on projects that are new and fun and start creating my own things. And the nice thing about film is that, you know, with with theater, you can technically perform anywhere and turn anything into a stage. But if you want to take it anywhere, you need more. You know, you need a venue. You need a budget. You mm. need sets. Props, you need bodies. Costumes, bodies. Yeah. <laughs> but with film, I could literally you know, play around with creating my own content by just turning on a camera mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of exciting. It is. Yeah. It's definitely like a, um, like a brave new world of yeah. new frontiers, <laughs> especially with those, with people with their fancy, like iPhones and whatnot that can do amazing. Like you can just record movies. On yeah. Your- yeah, phone. didn't wasn't the was it the Paranormal Activity movie series that was all shot on like somebody's phone? Was it? I don't I don't have any idea, but I know that so much is being done on phones anymore. Yeah, and it's just you got to roll with the times. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, and it's awesome because like I I think about like you know twenty years ago, if you wanted to make a film or you know, a short or whatever, you'd have like. A giant camera on your shoulder mm-hmm. and you actually had um barriers to equipment access and that it like that practically doesn't exist anymore at least you know in this sphere where we are now so, yeah i just think that's so neat um so hannah we're gonna get into the fun stuff i don't know why i opened my pen like that like i was gonna like record <laughs> Like, like a psychologist or something, oh, no. like write down all of the things Just you're about to tell me. Therapy session. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not I'm sorry, that's not what I meant to. Put the cat back on. Um, so, tell us, what is your biggest fear? <sighs> Man, like what a tough question. Um, I think so. I was thinking about this question and. I was like, well, my biggest fear as Hannah living in the world is slightly different from Hannah, the actor, trying to make it in the world. Uh huh. But I think they're also related. Uh huh. Um, I have this like deep seated fear of just finding myself at some point in life completely alone. And not in the like, I have the day off and I don't have to talk to anyone kind of way, but like the. There is nobody in this world who would notice if I went missing or who could help me uh-huh. or who I could just say, hey, you're doing great, <laughs> you know? Um, and I guess that sort of filters into 
me as a as a performer as an artist I have this drive to constantly be doing something so that I am out there so that I am experiencing and part of a family and telling these stories and living these other lives for you know whatever span of time I do but as a performer I worry about getting to a point where it doesn't have the same magic Mm -hmm. when I lose the sense of fulfillment that I get from doing anything creative I think I will have basically achieved my worst fear Mm -hmm. when it ceases when I cease to be able to see the magic in what theater and what film and what the performing arts or the arts in general can do not just for an individual but for a community Mm -hmm. so So, big things big things do you feel like um that initial fear of being alone is what pushes you towards the performing arts probably like yeah 100%. Yeah. So I'm sure somewhere in there is also like, I need the approval that I didn't get from my parents. Although (laughs) my parents are actually very supportive people. Um, But yeah, I think, I think so. Mm -hmm. You know, I was shy as a kid. I Uh was a nerd. I was a bookworm. I went to a really small school where it was sort of like, you had no choice. You, you, if you didn't fit in. Um, And I'm sure that contributed to me being like, well, if I could just be somebody else for a while. Uh-huh. And then, oh, I actually really like this because when I'm being this other person, I'm with all these other people who also seem to be interested in the same thing I am interested in. And we're all making this thing together. And now it's its own thing that's out in the world and other people can enjoy it uh-huh. and, or not enjoy it. <laughs> but still, you know, they'll have an opinion about it. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think, yes, the loneliness fuels my ambition. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Now, now I want to talk about, because you you know, this loneliness is obviously like a really big deal, but one of the things that you said while you were talking about this was losing the, um, let me, how did you, I'm trying to think of how you put it, like no longer seeing the magic in arts Mm -hmm. that sounds like another really substantial fear yes um is that like do you worry that one day you'll wake up or and be like this isn't I mean not seriously most of the time Uh uh-huh but I do and I'm sure most artists can relate to this I do get that sense of burnout where it's like okay I've been struggling, climbing this mountain, beating my head against this brick wall for so long. I feel like I'm just spiraling in the same circle I've been spiraling in for however long. Mm -hmm. You know, society has told me that success is this upward trajectory that's got this clear linear path and I'm not on that linear path. And what am I even doing? Am I... Am I even supposed to be doing this thing that I love, Mm -hmm. you know, because I haven't, quote, made Made it. it. Um, like I, for, I forget where I was going with that, <laughs> what my point was, but do you do you feel like I f- yes I feel like that occasional those blips of burnout make me worry sometimes that I'll cho- I'll actively choose to settle uh huh and do something else which isn't to say that you can't have a 
full life doing something else, but I just feel so passionate uh-huh. <laughs> about this crazy thing that we do. Uh-huh. And to the thought of not having it in my life and having actively chosen not to have mm-hmm. it in my life is something I'm so afraid of. And, you know, I hope future me never finds herself in that position. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's so interesting that, to me, that, um, like, you've, you were talking of this one really huge fear of loneliness and being alone. And, like, from it, it kind of just eked out that there's this other really big fear that that's almost like, I feel like they're not related at all, but they go hand in hand so well, at least in your life and scenario. And I just, I don't know why I find it just so like, it's just so encapsulating, (laughs) you know what I mean? And this like big, like creative space that I feel like a lot of, um, I'm sure it's in a lot of creative people's brains take up. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. You bounce kind of all over the place as opposed to here's this one thing. Nope. It's this one thing that leads to this other thing that leads to this other thing. And then it's a slippery slope. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think that's because, you know, artists have to constantly be vulnerable. And if there is a wound in Mm -hmm. your heart, you have to keep it open and you have to keep it fresh because drawing on those experiences and those emotions and those feelings is what allows you to do the work mm-hmm. so much of the time. And so it is hard to zero in and have a laser focus on like, oh, this one little chess piece is what started me on my journey. Because, right. you know, I have so many friends who are like, oh, I had an unhappy childhood and oh, haha, that's why I went into comedy, such a stereotype. But actually, yes, uh-huh. your experiences and there's something that something in there that pushes you. And maybe along the way, you've collected all these other things, but you have to keep them all like right up here mm-hmm. at the surface. So that you can draw on them to do the thing you love to do, mm-hmm. which makes it sound so unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah, I always I always say I, I'm like, I put it in my bag. Yeah, I have like my 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 tool bag or whatever. And I'm like, well, yes, the actor's toolkit. I'm just going to, yep. I'm just going to pop that into my bag and then try really hard not to, you know, not to like zero in and stick my head in that bag and keep looking at all of the things that I'm just going to keep in there for later. (laughs) I even remember taking piano lessons and my teacher being like, this is a depressing song. You need to think about something that made you sad to feel the music, live the music. And, Oh, great. Now on top of having to, you know, focus on the notes and make sure I don't fall off of this bench, I also have to relive my saddest memory. Great. Yay. But, you know, also, this song is really happy. (laughs) Other thing, I feel like we're talking about sadness a lot. (laughs) Generally a happy person. (laughs) It's true. You're very smiley. So, Um, so you were talking about your like when you were younger and how you were shy and that might have had something to do with like this idea of loneliness down the road. Um, Do you have any particular stories you'd be willing to share about like maybe then 
being lonely or like, like knowing, you know, I don't ever want to feel this way again, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I have to think about that. Take your time. Yeah. Um, because they're there. Yeah. <laughs> sure they're there. I don't know. Okay, so yeah. So this isn't like a one specific instance, but I remember... So I went to a very small Catholic school. I'm not Catholic, but I went to a Catholic school. Um, and there were 24 kids in my class. We were the same 24 kids who started in preschool. And then, oh, uh-huh. You know, you go, you, go, yeah, yeah. you go all the way through together. And I do remember there being times... I had friends, you know, it's not like I was a loner because we were all stuck with each other. We had no choice but to be friends. Uh, But I remember instances of we'll be at recess and people will have been on the playground doing monkey bars or playing Foursquare or whatever it is that we got up to. And I had this little, there was a little nook. It was an entryway to a a very small building. It was probably a shed, but to me it looked (laughs) like, you know, a fortress. Right. Um, and in this little nook, I started stashing away magazines and books and things. And I would go in there every now and then and just read. (laughs) And I don't think immediately it was from a, oh, I'm feeling so incredibly lonely. I'm going to go over here and be alone Mm -hmm. because as a kid, you don't, you know, you're not mentally aware enough to process those kind of things. But I think I just felt this need of like, I'm not feeling I'm not getting what I need from the real world. Uh-huh. I'm going to go over here and live in these stories for a while right. because they understand me in a way that, you know, what's his face over on the swings doesn't get. Um, so I remember doing that a lot as a kid. And I also, you know, I'm an only child. Oh, okay. Which probably explains so much. <laughs> and I didn't just, like play with my dolls and my beanie babies. I would always, there would always be specific scenarios. My mother owned a restaurant. And so I would be pretending that I was the head of this restaurant and I was seating them at tables or they were my class and I had to arrange a seating chart. Okay. Something about like keeping everything organized, but in this weird world, I'd host like mini mock trials because the cat (laughs) got into a fender bender in the Barbie car with my teddy bear. That's amazing. I would pull my real cat in as the judge. <laughs> she probably looked on very judgingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always felt so much more solace and so much more able to suss out how I was feeling uh-huh. through fiction. <laughs> right. I get that completely. Now, this is kind of a left field question. Do you feel like you're an extrovert or an introvert? I think I am an extroverted introvert, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I am an extroverted introvert Heavy, as well. yes. Once I made the choice to become an actor, you know, networking is a thing. Uh, <laughs> you can't, thing? You can't go to a party and stand in the corner and be having a great time, but not talk to a single person. Because then you're the weird girl who stood in the corner and nobody wants to hire the weird girl <laughs> because she didn't say a single word. And, oh, maybe she's really difficult to work with. Right. So I think through years of having, you know, had to sort of be like, this is me. Here you go. 
to people that I don't know has made me better able to talk to people at a superficial level. I mean, I'm not very good at saying like, hey, we just met. Let me tell you all about my deepest, darkest fears. But I do, I, I get more energy from being alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you need that I, recuperation I feel myself time. getting exhausted. Yes. When I'm around people. Mm-hmm. In I a way that, that I don't when I'm by myself. Yes. I understand that entirely. Yeah. I used to think I was an extrovert because like I loved, you know, I love being on stage and I love acting and I, you know, I just mm-hmm. love, you know, I, I don't want to say being the center of attention because it's not necessarily what it was. Um, cause I even love being part of projects that weren't my own, that I wasn't even in the front of. Yes. Um, but I don't know though. And I, I kind of like would force myself out and like parties mm-hmm. and lots of friends and lots of people. And till one day I was like, you know what? I am so tired right now. And then I realized, you know, I, I like to sit and read books by myself. Yep. A lot. Yeah, I think yeah. I need this time alone. <laughs> it's a weird dilemma to be in. I'm yeah. Like, I don't want to spend my life alone, but also I really want to be alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's not like, there's a difference between being like alone, like you were saying at the beginning, yeah. and being lonely. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, you can be sur- completely surrounded by people and be mm-hmm. very lonely. Um. So I'm curious um, when you join, like say a new theater group, um, do you feel, do you ever feel like you're in that space of surrounded by people, but lonely because you're in a new situation? With almost new always. Yeah. At first. Yes. And almost always, once I get to know those people, they're like, you were so quiet and, you know, we thought you hated us and we were so standoffish at first. And I was like, I just didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think for, that is part of what draws me to the theater is because I had this realization with a friend not too long ago. We were talking about a similar thing. When I am on stage, I feel almost more myself than I do in life because I think you are freer mm-hmm. to make mistakes. Oh, yeah in a way that in life I feel so much anxiety about like, did I misread a social cue? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Does everyone hate me now? What's happening? And I don't actively spend a lot of time wondering what people think of me and do they care? Uh, Because I don't really search for, you know, fulfillment from other people. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to make a misstep that can, you know, hurt someone's feelings mm-hmm. or or put someone else in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. But when you're on stage, it's like, for some bizarre reason, I want to start yelling and I'm going to deliver my lines yelling. And, <laughs> oh, that's a new element to this character. And that's a choice. Right. Yeah. You know? That's a nice, bold and choice. people are like, that is what? a bold So She is a good actor. <laughs> <laughs> and those other people around you just have to roll with it yeah. and react to it and yeah. not, not get pissed off. 
right? Which yeah. Is Whereas like, in life, it's like, why are you suddenly yelling? I don't yeah. understand. Are you mad? Like, no, I just really need to yell. Just needed to scream right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, now we already kind of touched on this, but I'll ask it again, anyways. And by kind of touched on it, I feel like we already totally talked about it. Um, but how does your fear of being alone motivate or discourage you? Just in general, like we talked about it in terms of your career and mm-hmm. theater, but like, but like in life, what about in life? Yeah, man, <laughs> there's a can of worms. Um, in a weird way, I think my fear of ending up alone hinders my ability to make new relationships with people. Okay, like I'm. A terrible date. <laughs> because I'm just so incredibly uncomfortable the entire time because I can't always tell. Do I want you to like me? Or do I not? Where is this goal? What's ha- what are the rules for a first date? Who are you again? I just spiral a little bit. Um, and I think that kind of hinders things. Or it's just even meeting people out and about in the world, I kind of sometimes will tell these half truths about myself where it's not a lie, but you know, if they ask, Oh, what do you do for a living? I give the bare minimum response. Yeah. And like, why, why in my brain? It's because they're a crazy murderer and they're going to track me down (laughs) and kill me in my sleep later. But in reality, like why Uh just tell them what you do. Right. They're just asking a question. They're trying to get to know you. And I don't know why, I do that except for that fear of what if I let this person in and then they leave and then it's like even worse. So like you feel the loneliness even more. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, how interesting. So it's like messed up lady, Virginia. I mean, (laughs) trust and believe you are not alone. Um, It's an interesting, like, flip of the coin from acting because when you are acting one of the things that you know you're told all the time is to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. you know you have to be open and vulnerable but so on stage you're probably like amazing open and vulnerable like receiving all of the yeah I'm not afraid to cry on stage right and then to make a fool in life you turn that around and you're like so guarded I'm gonna like slam that vulnerability door Board it up, yeah. put a danger, do not cross sign over it. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Why? <laughs> yeah, that's so, it's so, I don't know, it's almost, I, I don't want to say revealing because it doesn't actually reveal anything to me about you necessarily, but it's so like, like I don't know, interesting. Like, why? Why? So interesting. Yeah. I ask uh, myself that. Why? <laughs> why? Why, Hannah? Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so do you often talk about this fear of being alone or loneliness? No. I do joke a lot. Like, you know, I'll tell a friend about a horrible date I had. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to die alone. And I'm like, ha, 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 no, 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 you're not. And I mostly mean it as a joke. Right. I'm not, you know, generally looking for 
validation. Like, no, no, it's okay. You won't. <laughs> They're out there waiting for Someone. you. Yeah. But there's maybe like 20, there's a 20% bit in there that's, but I might. <laughs> I might die alone and get eaten by my cat three days later. <laughs> but when you like make these jokes, that friend of yours doesn't know that like that's your Right. We fear. don't always have a deep, meaningful conversation about it. Right. Yeah. Is there a reason that you don't? bring it up, um, that you haven't told more people. Um, I feel like part of it is because I don't have a solution Mm -hmm. for it. And I like to be a problem solver, not just for myself, but for others. Mm -hmm. And so to tell someone this big thing and then be like, but I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) And they're like, I don't know what to tell you. It's sort of like, well, that's out there. And now it just has to sit there and we leave it. And, Mm -hmm. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just not something that I'm good at. Because uh-huh. I like to be the person with answers. Okay. Well, I'm glad you came and talked to me here. Because that's like one of my biggest things. Is just saying the fear and letting it sit there. Like, I don't want to, like, solve anything. Because mm-hmm. I sometimes, you know, like the fear of being alone or loneliness. Like, I feel like you'll never be able to solve. Like, at any given step you might have that feeling. Right. Um, or at any given step, it, it you don't feel it at all. Um, but it's, you know, there. And just, you know, being able to say, it's here. Yeah. And I don't have to fix it, I think is really powerful. I know. I'm being <laughs> pushed so far out of my comfort zone right now. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so glad you are doing that though. So I guess as like a wrap up question, like why do you feel, do you personally feel like it's important to be pushed out of your comfort zone and talk about this? I mean, just take a look in the world around you today, (laughs) pick a news article, any news article and Or just, you know, find a person on the street and look at them. And I think you'll be able to see the need for people to get pushed out of your comfort zone. Because your comfort zone makes you, I feel like it makes you small. Mm -hmm. It narrows you. This world is so big. Mm -hmm. It's small, but it's so big at Mm -hmm. the same time. And there are infinite ways to live a life. There are infinite things to see. Even if two people are standing on the same hilltop looking at the same sky, they're mm-hmm. seeing two different things. And so why would you limit yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, I think forcing myself out of my comfort zone means I get to constantly grow. I get to constantly discover. I get to constantly be curious. I get to constantly stay a child, mm-hmm. essentially, and maintain that childlike curiosity in the world that makes the world so beautiful because it's so easy to get jaded Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to stick to what makes you comfortable and stick to the norm but that closes you off and when you start getting closed off you start seeing things like a lot of what we see now on a small community scale and on a global scale Mm -hmm. which is disconnect and we're all stuck on the planet together at least for (laughs) the near future no one has left for mars yet 
So why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, why wouldn't totally. you try? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think it's more fun. It's, oh, more, it's more fun to discover things. Yeah, for sure. Than it is to be like, this is my world and I'm king of it. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am still being king of the same thing. <laughs> Don't you dare break that bubble of mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, is there somewhere that our listeners can discover you more? Uh, yes. I have a website. www.hannahhyde.com. That's Hannah like the palindrome. H on both ends. <laughs> Hyde is in Jekyll and. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I'll put that in um, our show notes. And yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me. Isn't it interesting how just opening up about one fear can make you realize what other fears you're living behind? I am so grateful that Hannah agreed to jump out of her comfort zone and talk to me about her biggest fear, being alone. I feel this fear weighs on a lot of people. I'm curious, have any of you found coping strategies to deal with the fear of loneliness? Do you have mantras, daily habits, perhaps books that have helped you on this topic? I would love to hear about them. Drop me a line on Twitter or Instagram at the underscore Scarlet P and tell me all about these things. You can find Hannah at www.hannahhide.com. And of course, links to all of these will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening in. I'm Virginia, and this has been Fears of a No-Name Blank.